Glenn Robbins, Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. Welcome to another, another program of Medically Speaking in the Morning. And it is sponsored by our Spirit of Women Network. And we are Medically Speaking today with Sandy Michalizzi, who's in studio, and me, who's in car, but almost there. Hi, Sandy. Good morning. I had a meeting in Hartford. Uh-oh. So I flew back, but I am literally almost there, but I didn't want the show to be late. So thank you, Sam, for holding the fort down. Well, they are well-equipped to do everything from air, cars, trains, <laughs> ships. <laughs> and we are women. We can do anything, We're right? tough. We can do it. We can, do, we can multitask very easily. So speaking of multitasking... Sandy Michalizzi is an amazing community educator, nurse extraordinaire, certified diabetes educator. Did I miss anything? Well, I think the, the topic today is appropriate because I am a gerontological nurse practitioner, so it certainly fits what we need to talk about today. That's right. Our topic today um, from Spirit of Women is called New Wrinkle, and, you know, really what it's focusing on is that community of caregivers uh, thinking of us in that sandwich generation i know that's a term that's been used for so many years but thinking about our parents as they're aging or others that we take care of in our lives that are aging and having those tougher conversations and navigating their health care later on in life and sandy you were a huge advocate of that early on with saint mary's hospital and our commons program well you know i think we we have to remember now that we're yes and i'm a baby boomer and I have done Me too. that's right and <laughs> and I have done that role and and was able to manipulate manage and coordinate care for for my own parents and also now for my in-laws and you know it takes it takes a team effort um, people are it's amazed how much services there are out there, but the need to know what services there are. Um, you know, there's 43 million people in the United States today for having someone 50 or older. And I'm over 50, so I'm going to need this yeah. care pretty soon. So I'm paving the way. It's so, that, so true. It's so true. Right. You know, 15 million care for someone who has Alzheimer's or dementia. And we do know that the dementia population, and, and again, that's another whole conversation that, you know, Alzheimer's is just one of the uh, pieces of the whole umbrella of dementia. But those, those numbers are increasing because our, we are aging and we're living longer. We're aging in place. And the care needs to be there, and there, many of us are caring for parents who are living a longer period of time. Us baby boomers may have children still at home, or children that are living near us who also may need help with maybe their care. They may be a disabled child, but they also may have their own children who we then, as grandparents, are also helping them. So the sandwich culture is alive and kicking. It's real. It's there's it, it may be a token uh, saying, but it truly, I do sometimes do feel like I'm the middle of the sandwich. Um, oh, definitely. You know, I'm an only child, so I actually just pulled into the parking lot, but I'm going to come in in a second. You know, I, I am an only child, and it's always been scary to me because I don't have that team approach in my own personal life to help me navigate or help buffer 
um, the aging parent. And, you know, I recently lost my dad last year, but now I have my mom and she's got some significant issues. And, you know, we're all at that point in our lives where we do need to work. We can't just stay home. I wish I could. You know, and it's scary that as she gets older, what else am I going to be able to do for her? For myself, you know, um, I lost both my parents and many years ago, but I did do coordinate their care at that time. And my husband is an only child, so I am the team, husband yeah. and me. You're the team. I'm the yeah. team. And, you know, fortunately, because of being a nurse and because I'm very active here in this wonderful city of Waterbury, I have that ability to know the services that are available and how to make those connections and i know husband's very grateful for that um, yeah absolutely but you absolutely. know i'm gonna have you keep the conversation going okay. i'm gonna come inside to join you all righty you know communication is very important i think you know family members when i was out in the program many years ago as you both all know i work for both saint mary's hospital and waterbury hospital as a community educator and i'm very blessed to do that um, but many years ago i had a, a position with saint mary's that i went out in the community and i worked with families at their kids kitchen tables and talked about their care needs, talked about getting their services in the home, making sure that they empower them to make those decisions to take better care of themselves, to work with their doctors, to have their doctors talk to each other and to coordinate their care, but how important it is to involve the whole family in this decision-making process. Um, you know, it's it's tough. Robin's, you know, spoke about being an only child, but, you know, we have families that may have five or six siblings, and they may live out of town. They may live out of the country. And they all need to be on the same page and have a discussion with their parents about what their wishes are. Can I just say, though, you just took care of me because I came into the studio and there's a cup of coffee waiting for me. So you are a true caregiver to so many okay. different women and aspects of your life. So well, thank you, Sam. I, you know, thank well, you for holding the fort. Well, I have a great team here that's helping me because <laughs> I couldn't hold it oh, by I myself. I apologize, everyone, for the confusion this morning. I hope it wasn't too bad. I think we did really we well. We did okay. And then, and when the other thing is a contingency plan, and that's what we had this morning, Rob. That's why you always have to have a backup. Got to have a plan. You have to have a plan and a backup. And I think that's what family members who may have more than one child may say, you know what? I can have Mondays off. Um, I'll, I'll bring mom to the doctor on Monday. Um, you know, or you know, maybe we need to look into some senior transportation. Um, but the big thing is is to have that discussion with the family at the, a table about you know what their wishes are, how long maybe they want to stay in their home. Is there options for some home care to come in? We have tremendous programs here in the city. Um, there's senior companion programs. Mm. There is uh, the Connecticut Home Care Program that people, um, many people don't know about. That's a huge thing. You know, you say that, Sandy. You're, you're taking care of the care for your husband's parents. Mm -hmm. And when you stop and you look at that, you know the resources that are out there. I think what happens to the majority of the community, and please feel free to call in 203-757-1320, now that I'm not tying up the line. <laughs> um, when you look at that, how so many of us in the community don't know the resources so then what we do is we take on the the duties and the chores of running back and forth to the doctor's appointments and and getting them groceries and and getting them out of the house but there's so many even even the senior 
um, organizations, the Waterbury Senior Center, the Prospect Senior Center, Cheshire Senior Center. Those are great resources to connect the elder parents and to get involved in because then they learn so much oh, yeah. about and, what's available, and many, right? And many of the senior centers will have um, maybe a social worker, mm. they have you know program directors, and, and, and there are many of them are municipal agents. And those municipal agents are folks that have, again, a lot of the information that I've acquired over the years right. of being out in the community, referring people to the Western Connecticut Area Agency on Aging, um, which in Waterbury manages the Connecticut Home Care Program to know about resources to help them with their oil, like new opportunities for Waterbury. Yeah. Those, and, but it's, a, you're right, the senior centers have those folks that are the resource, resource people. And provide them with activities yep. too. So oh, I mean, absolutely. you know, a lot of the problem with, with this aged population too is sometimes if they have lost a partner is the loneliness aspect. Yeah, yeah. When they lose that partner and they've never really gone outside. I know, you know, Waterbury stock is quite unique and, you know, we're born and bred and sometimes they don't go outside the border of Waterbury, yeah, yeah. that older population. So when the spouse goes and their friends are starting to pass, they lose those connections yeah. and that depression sets in. And But the senior centers open a whole new world. Right. And, you know, many of our seniors are very active in in Ashler going down to Yukon on Friday. Oh, right, the education. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, I think the, 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 new, the new seniors, and we, I'm a senior, okay, but our... our what qualifies us? Huh? If you say 55, I'm going to be really nervous since I get the AARP stuff. Well, I am <laughs> I'm cruised over to the next decade already. <laughs> I have I'm almost there. Um, um, but, you know, they, they're, they're more much more active, and they're asking questions. And I think one of the things that I said earlier when Robin was in transit from the car into the building... <laughs> Is that, you know, when I was out more in the community in people's homes and, and even in the senior centers when I do some of my educational programs, empowering them to be to, to ask more questions. Right. You know, before that, you know, in the day, the doctor was on that pedestal and they whatever the doctor said they did. But today they're reading more. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's the Internet, but I don't know if that's good or bad or sometimes. But, <laughs> you know, they they're reading more. They're asking questions and they want to be part of that healthcare team. Right. So th- I think hopefully that piece from the, from the health piece can carry on to the lifestyle piece of making better decisions, you know, when they need help in the house. Right. You know, I maybe I shouldn't be driving anymore. You know, is there transportation? I mean, we have, you know, wonderful buses in the city here. We have, you know, CT Transit. Um, my office is in the Lever Center, and I see many of the liveries bringing patients in right. because maybe they can't, their children are working and they can't get there for treatment. Um, we also know American Cancer Society has volunteers that, that also drive people. They still do that, the they road still to recovery. That. They still mm-hmm. do that. So, I mean, there's a lot people need, but I think it's important for them to make some of those decisions with their with their children involved because, as I said earlier, I have seen in my, in, in my experience that they, you know, one child knows what the parents want, but maybe not everybody does. Right. And it's so that whole, the whole push now to have start the that conversation. conversation. And it's, and it's, it's hard to start that conversation yeah, because sure I think this, the, the parent then feels like, oh, here we go. You guys are going to put me in a home because that's, that, that was the yeah, conversation yeah. way back when. But no, it's really understanding those other pieces and those other pieces being, do you have a living will? Right. You know, we ask that all the time when when right. patients come into the hospital and that's a conversation that really should happen because you want to know what are those end of life wishes Absolutely. that you have? What does it look like? 
And now that Thanksgiving's coming, I know, I can't believe it, right? We're saying holidays, but somebody said oh. on their TV yesterday, I think it was like 109 days till Christmas, but <laughs> Thanksgiving's coming. And I remember last year we did a show and we talked about that as an opportunity around the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. table to focus on health care issues and health care needs right. of each and every family member. And isn't that a great opportunity as a family to sit down and say, Mom, Dad, Listen, let's look at some things. Do you have this? Do you have, you know, right. where, what's in place? And, and, and many, I lost my mom 25 years ago, but, and I was much younger then. But I remember saying to her, what are your wishes, mom? What, you know, if mom, my mother was ill at the time, and, and so, you know, what, what are your wishes? And, you know, she, I knew what her wishes were, and I have one sister, and she knew those wishes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we knew that, you know, we needed to follow those wishes. If not, she'd come down from heaven and hit me over the head. <laughs> but and, and how important that was to feel comfortable enough to talk about that. We all know we're going to face those decisions. Um, and there's certain, you know, there's... And we not that everyone has to word, use the word in, in hospice, but you know right. what? Hospice is a wonderful gift, mm. and it's a wonderful service. And Connecticut yeah, are, is yeah. the lowest right. in the country mm. for utilizing it's a service. Really? That, yes. And it's, it is a wonderful service. We have wonderful hospice agencies, and it provides people to have that care at home at, at the end of their life. And it's not just cancer care right it's people are very confused by it i'm glad that you brought that up because we have a phenomenal unit with vitas mm-hmm. at saint mary's hospital on our fourth floor i don't know what we do without them incredible right. incredible team of caregivers but i think there is confusion in the community mm-hmm. in regards to hospice and making that part of your and making that part of your end of life decision right. but so so what does hospice really do? Well, what, what's not, what's wonderful about it is that they're able to put in much more service, much more services mm-hmm. in the home. People will say, you know, I, w- I want to be able to stay in my home to the end of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's a wonderful gift if a family is able to do that. So, I mean, they'll make those decisions that they would like care in the house. And no matter what, they do not want to be transported out. Out of the home, back to the hospital. So they will put in the care that you need. Right. Um, and it's not, and again, that's not the topic of per se today, but it's people think of it as, well, that means I'm, I'm, I'm passing tomorrow. That's not the way it is. Right. People stay in hospice for a very, very long time. People come off hospice. I've heard of that. People come off Absolutely. hospice because all of a sudden they rebound. They rebound. They rebound but, and, they, and they do right. well just because the care is so good. Because we know, <laughs> and, and, and the care is very good. And, right. and you have nursing coming in, there's support services of a chaplain or social worker to help the family through this so if a, a caregiver would know that they have a backup right and that's very powerful when when things are getting kind of busy and dicey and you don't have anybody to bounce things off of so i mean that's another discussion yeah, but it's day part of but it's definitely part of a conversation oh, that really. happens with with your family member right. you know i say parents but there's times when you're caring for an uncle or an aunt or right. someone that doesn't have right. anyone else in their lives that's part of your immediate family right. that you're looking after or a significant other yeah it could be a neighbor Right. You know, people people have their neighbors long, especially in Waterbury with the neighborhoods we have. Oh, yeah. Everybody's gonna, so close. Everybody's very close. And, and people, you might be a neighbor who ends up being that caregiver right. for someone who, you know, maybe they lost their children and they're alone. So that neighbor beca- may, may become that caregiver. So it is a discussion to see who are going to be the caregivers. Who might be your power of attorney? Right. 
and to make those those end of life decisions. How do you start the conversation? How do you start the conversation? I mean, you know, you've done it with your family members and I know that you've had tougher conversations with patients over the years. Mm -hmm. How do you approach it, Sam? Well, I I think when we know someone, even when someone's not ill, and you don't want to wait till people Mm -hmm. are ill, you know, I used to say to people, you know what, you have, I would be in someone's home and I'd say, you know, this is a lovely home. You know, we are all aging and we're all, that day will come for all of us. You know, what would you, where would you rather be? Would you like to be able to stay home? Many people say, I, you know, I don't know if I can stay home for long. Maybe I want to go to assisted living. Okay, it may be dementia kicking in and oh. say, okay, we need to decide, you know, where is the safest person place for this person to be and it may be one of our wonderful facilities that we have here in Waterbury but for people to to start having that plan and I think that if by making them feel you know they're not alone that's right they're not alone Johnny's given us the signal take a break so we're going to take a quick break and be right back everyone robin sills from st mary's hospital medically speaking in the morning and we're medically speaking this morning with sandy michelizzi community educator registered nurse certified diabetes educator and working with the um, elderly population for many many years as a mm-hmm. commons nurse at st mary's hospital those of you that didn't know the commons program it was a phenomenal program that was well ahead of its time mm-hmm. back in the day where we had nurses that actually worked with patients that were discharged from the hospital and worked with them and their physicians to ensure that the patient stayed out of the hospital and didn't come back to the emergency rooms and guess what it's full circle it is it's full circle right sand it's full and what's circle. wonderful about it now is that has the insurance companies have finally decided how important it is right and they're paying for it so it's a national model now um, people call me from all over the country and uh, we were the only one on the East Coast. It was we were, phenomenal. We were modeled after St. Mary's Carondelet out in Tucson, Arizona. Really? And I is went it? out there. And uh, so it, it, and it, is, it is so, of all my positions, was your favorite. that was my most satisfying, mm-hmm. to be with a family member. Not as my instructor in nursing school. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love teaching. I love teaching. You're a phenomenal teacher. I carry a lot of you in me, believe me. And so when I go to someone's home and talk, them how to live with their illness and say someone with end-stage COPD mm-hmm. and encourage them to go to pulmonary rehab to know that you know they can live with this disease how to manage their oxygen mm-hmm. how to make how to stop smoking I do still do smoking cessation facility facilitator at, at Lever Center Amazing. but Again, you know, working with people with end-stage heart disease. You know, our country has a tremendous population with people with heart failure. Um, And to teach them how to live with their disease in their home, now they're able to go to cardiac rehab. Mm -hmm. Um, St. Mary's has the pump club. We have the pump club, which we've talked a lot about. We had Dr. Kelly on speaking Um, of. So, I mean, uh, people are learning to live with their chronic disease. And, again, the more education they have to empower them. And things like the rehab. Um, I met somebody just the other day who um, was in, in the, our, at St. Mary's with uh, the flu. 
but she is a smoker, still a smoker. Mm -hmm. Now she's oxygen dependent, but she's going to pulmonary rehab and developing those networks of support with the team there, but also the camaraderie. That's right. And you know what? For many seniors, that's that camaraderie, whether it's a support group, whether it's a senior center, whether it's rehab, um, whether it's on the golf course. We're right. playing bingo. Right. Okay. It's out. It's out. Mm-hmm. Develop, and that's going to give them much more life satisfaction. Absolutely. And give, make them, put them back in control. You know, you said two really important things. The camaraderie, which is huge because psychologically for, you know, keeping their mind active and the other pieces, the support groups. And, you know, if they are diagnosed, if you have a family member that's been diagnosed with something, whether it's heart disease or whatever, getting them involved in that rehab and then ultimately a support group they also can identify problems because if they're going somewhere routinely mm-hmm. it doesn't have to wait till it brings them to the emergency room because if they're going to a rehab right. and I don't mean a rehab facility I mean the rehab groups like our, our cardiac rehab, rehab team our pulmonary rehab team right. so doing going in and working with the professionals at the hospitals and the insurance pays for those rehab programs right. and because they want to ultimately the goal is to keep people out of the hospital the goal is to right? keep people and the more they get education through either like you say support group cardiac rehab even my programming that I do in, four, in 14 towns um, to teach them how to live with their chronic disease. So they will recognize early symptomology of their starting their failures coming back. Are they getting an infection? How can I avoid infection so I don't end up back in the hospital with pneumonia? My folks with diabetes, you know, recognizing hyperhypoglycemia right. or an infection, mm-hmm. which we know can send them into, into mm-hmm. big time troubles and end up in the hospital. So we, I think today we are seeing a more educated consumer. Right. They are asking more questions. They want to know. Mm-hmm. They want to know. They're not just sitting on the back burner and waiting to be taken care of. Right. They want. And so I, all these opportunities out in the community, programming. I mean, the, the, our city is full of education. Right. Lever Center has programs all the time. Both hospitals have programs. Um, I'm in the streets. Um, you're on the radio. You know, right. people are getting lots of information, and you just hope that they, as a family, right. will come together at the table and say, you know, I heard this on the radio. It's right. something we need to talk about right. because I'm 99 and a half years old, and I know I'm not going to be here forever. Or someone who's 65 and say, yes, I, I have a lot of living to do, but I want you to know, even though I hope to live another 20, 20 years, 25 years, right. but if anything were to happen, these are my wishes. Because it puts a lot of stress it does. On, on the youngsters, the right. children. Who are managing their own lives. Who are managing their own lives. And man- sometimes grandchildren. Grandchildren's lives. And then all of a sudden they're 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 given this decision that well I don't know, you know God forbid maybe mom had a stroke she can't speak right or a, a car accident and they're, they're they're ill and they can't answer the questions at that moment to know what those wishes are it, it makes the family have a unified right decision. and you're sometimes in charge you know how it is when a patient is it or when a family member is admitted to the hospital and they can't speak for themselves you become their advocate mm-hmm. so that's a huge role. For people to take on, but have having having those conversations Make initially. If something does happen, right, this is what I want, or right. this is because the direction I want to take. Because it might be just one of the children 
children that's in the emergency room right and maybe they can't reach their other siblings and and not knowing what mom wants it puts a tremendous amount of pressure to what if i make the wrong decision right. what does she really want to know that it's like a pressure release off their shoulders absolutely so very important to make that conversation there's also you know, I, I know we're getting close to the end, but there's also the conversation of legal issues, mm-hmm. which you know I know is down a different path. But it's real. There are elder care lawyers absolutely out there. I know you know there's a few in particular that do many many programs and work specifically with elder care. And though having paperwork in order and yeah. know where everything is, well, I have is to, so important. And personally, I can tell you that. For my my own in-laws, um, I they did go to an elder law attorney, and um, I am power of attorney and healthcare agent for both my in-laws, or I was for my mother-in-law, she has passed now, and my husband is. And all my children in their glove compartments have copies of the power of attorney mm-hmm. and their medication lists, anything anybody needs is all in an envelope. Wow. Because we none of us ever know where we're going to be you don't. when we need this stuff. Not the originals, but the copies, and the originals are kept at home. And usually, because the hospital's going to ask for that. Right. And, you know, you don't want to say, well, I think it's in the filing cabinet in the third draw. Right. It's it's so important. It's so important. Yeah. I know when my dad passed last year, there were so many little issues that we had to navigate through. And now my mother's making sure that I know where everything is. And, yeah. you know, it's a tough conversation. And, it, it's and the hard. other conversation, too. And it's this a is hard a very conversation. simple conversation. But, you know, many parents for whatever reason, choose not to have their children's names on anything of theirs. Right. That's an old way of thinking, absolutely, but they But when my dad was ill, I said to him, Dad, I don't need to know what's in your checkbook or anything, but if you're not able to pay your bills because you can't write for whatever Mm -hmm. reason, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be stuck. So, you know, my name was put on his checkbook. I didn't use it, but my name was there. So as he became ill, we did the bills together. And it was, it it made a much tighter family cohesiveness. He trusted me and he knew that I would take care of him. And I think those are all those kinds of questions that need to come at if Thanksgiving works. That's a good time to do it. Right, because you're around that table together. Right. Well, Stan, I cannot thank you enough for joining us today. My pleasure. I I can't thank you enough. if anybody has any questions regarding resources, is there a number that people can reach you at? They can reach me at 203-575-5573. Leave me a message. I'm on the road a lot, but I'll call you back. She calls you back. 203-575-5573. And that's Sandy Michalizzi. And don't hesitate to reach out to her because you, you're pretty tapped into what's happening in our community. And well, in regards to that conversation that needs to happen, you may be able to give. So if we have someone in our listening audience that may have a family member that they're looking question. to have this conversation with, you may have some resources to give I, them. I certainly can. I can reach, reach tell them all about the different resources here in our wonderful city of Waterbury. So, you know, I wanted to highlight the fact that we felt this show was really important important to put out today. Not so much that it's a um, program that we do at the hospital, but at St. Mary's Hospital, we're looking at care for our community in totality and, and looking at care in that way, knowing your relationship in the community and you do so much community outreach for us. We just thought it was really important to bring this topic out to the community and open the conversation mm-hmm. and maybe invite others to come in and talk to us about services that they offer. Yeah, so if you have good. an opportunity to bring someone on the radio with us that may 
may have a service that can extend this program and what we discussed today, that would be great. Okay. Johnny's putting up the finger. I have one minute left. Wow. Holy cow. That went really quickly. Well, I did part of it from the car, so I guess that's why. So I want to thank everyone for joining us today and indulging us in this conversation. And again, please feel free to reach out to Sandy Sandy Michalizzi. She's an incredible resource and has definitely been a mentor to me. And yes, you have. You most certainly have. Well, you're not old because we're very close in age. Just you were a young teacher. I was a young teacher. You were a young teacher. So this is Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital exceptional care every patient every day i will be back this wednesday with another program at 6 p.m have a great weekend